Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Bud Pod two three six. Two three six. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> it's Philippier. It is Philippier. How are you, Philippou? I'm okay, doopty day. I'm, I'm doing all right. I've been watching the Beckham documentary. Yeah, everyone is on Netflix. Cr- everyone's creaming themselves over this Beckham documentary. <laughs> It it seems to be this inexhaustible gold mine that Netflix has landed on of documentary about a famous person that we kind of yeah. already knew all the things about, but just we're just going to learn about them again with them telling us about it. Here's my question about the the documentary. Go Why on. have they done it? They they don't need the money. They don't need exposure. It would feel like nothing but a risk to me if I was David Bechem. <laughs> He's in my head. I always call him David Bechem because that is. There's an episode of Phone Jacker. Do you remember Phone Jacker? Oh yeah, I remember Phone Jacker. Revolutionary show. Kai Van Novak. Yeah, where he's doing like yeah. a silly voice and he says David Bechem. <laughs> and him, he's doing one of his one of his hilarious prank phone calls. One of his little skits. One of his little skits, and he says David Betram. David, yeah, th- this show is about David Betram and his wife, Victoria, Victoria Betchem. Victoria Betchem. Why would they want to do it? Yeah. I guess, is it, is it, I feel like you get to a stage in your life, if you're famous, where you want to set the record straight, Pierre. <laughs> you want to set the record straight. All my life, people have been talking about me. Uh, well, now it's time you hear from the horse's mouth. So it's when when Tom, set, set the record straight. When you get to like fifty five, how old is he? It must be okay. And taking bets, <laughs> taking bets. I'm gonna say forty, forty seven. I'm gonna say he's fifty three. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing. Forty eight. Whoa. God. Forty eight. He looks older and younger than that. Do you know what I mean? I know he's really lent into. Old, old steel tycoon look. You know he's kind of, and he's got the tattoos of. <clears throat> he looks like a veteran hipster barber at this point. Yeah, I think also because he spent so much time in sunny places, it's made him a bit crinkly, a bit leathery. He's a bit on the leathery side now. Yeah. Yeah, he's crinkled up but just I, a bit. I think it is to set the record straight thing, and I'm sure Netflix would have offered plenty of money, and. I think people who have been in the public eye for a long time kind of want to stay in the public eye. It, it, it is addictive in its own right. Mm. Did you know that the guy who's making... You know the guy who's making the documentary? The guy who's the voice? Have you seen any of it, by the way? No, I've seen clips on social, on social media. Right, yeah. Well, there's this voice of this American guy from time to time asking the questions. And going, How did that make you feel? And of course, that, that goal was what, what, what started it all, really. 
Uh, he doesn't sound like that at all, but that's just my American accent <laughs> in the, right now. And it is Hugo from Succession. Oh, skinny neck, bubblehead man himself. Although, to thinnest be fair, neck in the biz. Thinnest neck in the biz. Although maybe is he unwell? Oh god. Yeah, this is what I worry about when I see a neck that thin. Oh no. Is he battling a terrible condition? Have we been cruel about an ill man's neck? <laughs> it's really funny to hear lots of typing in the background as someone goes, "Have we been cruel?" Oh, okay, literally, Google, I've typed in Hugo Succession Actor. The next suggestion is Hugo Succession Actor Neck. <laughs> yeah. So we're not the first to think it. Oh, here we go. Fish, uh, Fisher Stevens' illness and health. Mm. Okay, concerns have been raised online about Fisher Stevens' neck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Imagine you, imagine you Google yourself and the first thing that comes up is neck and you go, what the f- Or just neck and then the second word is concern. <laughs> Oh God! What happened to his neck? There. Okay, so he has had a Bethel. Oh, at fifteen, he had Lynchkin's Hodgkin's Hodgkin's disease, and it had radiation treatment. Uh huh. Okay. His spleen removed. Spleen. But he seems to be all right. But that was when he was fifteen, you say. That was when he was fifteen. He's not fifteen now. No. Hmm. But why is he the one interviewing David Betcham? I don't know. I guess... Um, is he a documentarian in, in actual fact? I think he is a filmmaker, actually. Fisher Stevens. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. I didn't know that about Director, him. producer. But then all the Americans always <coughs> say that... Okay, see if he's a football fan. No, come on. Surely not. That he's not a football fan. You don't yeah, think. yeah, yeah. He's American. Yeah, there are they. They do exist. They are the equivalent of our American football weirdos in the UK. Yeah, I see. I saw the other day, Phil, on a train uh, um, up north, an incredible. No, it was in a cafe. It was in a cafe in York. York? No. Fuck. Where was it? Leicester. It was in Leicester. Yeah. Uh, I'm losing my mind. It wasn't in Leicester. I'm so sorry. I'm losing my fucking mind. It was in Lincoln. I've been on tour, if you're not uh, aware, listeners. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Well, Koji to everyone in Leicester, Lincoln, and York. Anyway, I was in fucking Lincoln, and there was a guy wearing like a, a, yeah, like a Green Bay Packers jersey in this like northern cafe. <laughs> like, like you know, the, the, it's like a grandma running it, you know, what can I do for you, love? And like scones. And, and then just the guy there going, I love the Green Bay Packers, me. And I was just like, this is horrible. I hate this. I really like their quarterback. It, they do so well on the 10-yard line. <laughs> it's not right, is it's it? It's not right. You're supposed Spike to like... Spike it. Spike it. No. <laughs> Go Defense. long. No, just no, no, no. Alan, Alan Bennett going, Defense. Yeah. Not right. I don't like it Not at all. Right. I don't. I feel like it's 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 colonization of of culture, and we have enough of that from America. It's true. It's true. Also, it's an and even but, more fake and, and money based dodgy sport than uh, than anything we have here, and that's saying something. Oh my gosh! If you watch a, 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 an American football game, the adverts are the number of adverts are insane, and most unsettlingly, they they sync up 
perfectly with the plays. Mm. So something will happen and they have to break the play to arrange, I don't know, a, a, ke- a kick. And there'll be ads. And the ads will finish exactly at the right time for them to, to start off the next play. Yeah, it's so crazy. I, I know what you mean because you'll, you'll be like, hang on, they're about to restart the play on there. And it's like, Coca-Cola has been proven to make you at least uh, seven feet taller. And then and it's right back to the kick. Yeah, and like it's like how and, and it's sort of which has followed which has the game had to does, is the game aware of how long these adverts are? Surely they they play the adverts and then someone on the on the pitch says, "Okay, adverts over, we can continue the game," right? That would make more the most sense. Or or they've just got this like huge deck of adverts and they they do they subtly speed it up. But we'd have we'd have heard if it was like like at the end. You know? <laughs> is that what it is at the end of the, those American? pharmaceutical ads yeah we're like may cause instant death but and it's like but there's so many words is that because they've got to get back to the game they're like uh and see goodbye to your doctor not help responsible for any might might cause death so they're seeing a guy like pull his leg cock his leg back for a kick like slowly as he draws his leg back they're like oh yeah exactly it might give you diarrhea it might kill you it might yeah maybe that's it maybe that's what it is the whole time but you're but like not only is there just constant adverts, like if they just did one constant like fluid play like rugby, an American football game would last about the same amount of time. But it takes like two hours to watch because of the adverts and because they have a different team for defending. Yeah, they have to get just on a bring whole on like defense. a whole a whole new team, basically. I mean if if yeah, I mean if something if that doesn't show just how much more money there is in America, nothing will because Literally, their, their football, every team has two teams. But then, and you get these guys who are like very strong, but incredibly overweight and slow. And they're like yeah. huffing oxygen by the side of the thing because they can't run more than 10 yards at a time. And they don't need to. They just, they're just walls. They're just paid walls. They're paid walls. Um, and they can, as long as they can jog at an appreciable speed for 10 yards for a little bit, that's it. What a life crazy yo I, i'm paid to just stand in front of a running guy my job is to hit things my job is to be one of the paddles in pong basically yeah my my job is to to look at the average weight of everyone else who does my job and try to be at least uh, two kilos heavier crazy <laughs> crazy country crazy sport crazy game unbelievable everything everything american is about decadence more 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 <laughs> it's 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 such an achievement to be able to do it mm, mm. um ironically ironically considering how the country was founded they live as if they're all trying to be like a mad king that's it that's it that was i guess that's the american dream is to remove the royal family so that we can all be royal all mad kings in our own right we could all eat lots of massive turkey legs at a big table and bite into a cherry tomato and it bursts in our teeth you know and and drink wine out of a goblet and stain our lips (laughs) yeah yeah that's the dream phil where have you been on tour i have been on tour to wonderful places such as <laughs> this past week i, I was in uh, lancaster bradford and mm. st albans all fantastic shows fantastic shows 
What did you, you think so of much. Lancaster? I've been there a couple of times. The Lancaster Grand was a marvelous theater and it's a great crowd, a great show. It was one of my fave shows. And um, Bradford, um, the people who came out were very nice and very surprised that I was there. I said on stage, this is my first time in Bradford. Can you believe it? And everyone in unison very clearly said, yes, like that. Really? Yes. Yeah, like that. Because there's <laughs> no one coming to Bradford. Apparently not. Ah. No, but the, the, the theater I was in St. George's Hall in Bradford is where David Hockney worked selling programs before he became an artist. David Hockney's from Bradford. Is he? Yeah, which is funny because I've been in such a Hockney mood recently and um, I went to the theater where he, he got like a little job. He'd sell programs and in payment, they'd let him watch the operas that they put on. <laughs> is that nice? Hmm. Oh man, that's really cool. Yeah, a lot of the best artists and actors um, who we're, we're trained by the class system, Phil, to presume are from Kent, are yeah. actually from the north. Yeah, yeah. There's him. There's Lowry from the Manchester side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is all. Oh no, is what's his name? The guy with the dresses. Uh. Gray Grayson Perry. Grayson Perry. Oh no, he's southern. He's southern, isn't he? He's southern, yeah. I associate him with quite a fairly southern accent. Yeah, he's southern. Phil, you're into art now. What art are you gonna start doing? Come on now. That I'm gonna make? Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm I'm going to be a, a, an appreciator of art. I'm gonna treat art like wine. I'm I'm really learn to appreciate and understand art, but I'll never try to make it. I know I can't make wine and I can't make art. <laughs> I just can't do it. Come on, you can smush some grapes, you can paint some grapes. <laughs> if you can smush grapes, you can paint grapes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start shouting that dress like a drill sergeant. <laughs> I, I just, I can't draw, man. I just can't do it. And I don't engineering. Get... You can draw. Can't you draw a ah, diagram? With like a ruler, with a ruler and a compass, but not for, not for aesthetic value. I can't do it. My, um, I just have no control of my hand. It's it's mad. Really? It just goes nowhere. Did you not do um, dorky little models when you were growing up? No. I had friends who would draw like cars with lots of guns on them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I could never do it. I, I was just really bad. I think for me, you know, I was good at singing when I was young. And That's I can true. sing and I can, hold, I can hold a tune. And when people are tone deaf and can't hold a tune. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you don't have that control of the pitch in your voice. But when I can understand it is when someone says, draw something. Uh. And I just have no, like I can't transfer the image in my brain to the image on paper. And that must be what it's like not to be able to sing. You can't transfer the tune in your head to out coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely it. Because you can hear, you go, I know how it should sound. And I think, yeah. and I'm trying to make my flesh do that. Yeah, that's what drawing is like for me. Okay. I know how it should look, but I try and it's horrible. It's a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> your hand just starts... The lines don't go anywhere. Just my, starts, my sense of proportion, I just go through, going out the window. Your hand just starts doing swastikas over and over again. Yeah, I'm like, what? I don't understand it. <laughs> Um, um, if, yeah, it always comes a horrible. Yeah, well, you can teach yourself all that. I suppose. Anyone I suppose, listening, but then discipline. Anyone listening who wants to draw, you can learn how to draw. It's possible. It's just going to be boring. By the way, one question I I've always had on that is like, you've watched a video of 
a Disney artist, say, draw Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. No, it's Stitch the monster from Lilo and Stitch. Stitch is the monster, yeah. So Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, and they go, it's very simple. This is how you draw Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. And they draw like a, a round oval. You start with a round oval there. And you have to draw this sort of curvy, they draw this sort of cross, right? This curvy cross. That's it. Yeah. And to know where the eyes go. And then it goes the lip and you told the and all these like prep lines and prep curves. And then and then by the time they finish, they're like, oh yeah, the eyes and the nose and the mouth are on the right place. But you have this fucking cross on there now. Yeah. You got this big cross on the face. How does that how do you get rid of the cross? So they'll normally draw it faintly in a, a, a type of sort of erasable pencil. Well, these days, they'll right. just get rid of, rid of it digitally, you know. Right. But every time they're drawing Stitch, they're drawing this cross? Uh, in animation, especially, they will, because they're trying to make sure the eye line is moving in line with the head. And like it, it, it keeps it all on a on a rail, you know, it keeps it so all. So every frame they draw, they're drawing this cross? And the... Well, now, well, not now that it's digital, but in the old days. Wow. Yeah, they will, they will do. But also remember, they'll do it with the cross and then they'll put it and then they'll get the transparent celluloid animation frame and draw over it. Ah, uh. So it's 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 about um, drawing the final thing like tracing almost like through something transparent. Um, like if you if you buy you can buy a frame of animation you know of like a, like a like a, a you know Bugs Bunny or something. Mm. But he's hovering in like nothing space on a transparent <laughs> piece of square. Yeah. And they'll put that on the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I have an enormous coffee table book called The Animator's Survival Guide and I can it's very interesting because it's about the golden age of animation like those the Disney cartoons that we remember where do you remember the animation was so detailed and a bit pencily mm. and actually in really old animations you can sometimes see a little blip where they forgot to rub out a little bit of pencil oh I see you can sometimes see it on very old animations um little line yeah. pops up where it shouldn't come up but um these guys who draw these characters even like porky pig and stuff they are such incredible like artists in terms of life drawing as well and they would make all the students they taught do life drawing and bearing in mind this book came out like 30 years ago maybe more in the book the guy's complaining about how no one knows how to do that anymore like the skill's gone Oh. like all the guys who can draw like that like those classic 50s and 60s warner brothers animations are at the time even all like 90 or dead and it's because they the guy's complaining he does these lectures for all the animation students in california wherever it is that he was lecturing and they all like how do you do that and he's like you just have to be really good at drawing you have to do loads of life drawing and I, uh, uh, it's really interesting because you know when a character with like a big belly walks and they, they it sort of goes ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum and it's got weight mm. to it. Mm. The ability to draw that weight and to understand how like flesh moves within a mm. thing and how, like, how to yeah. make things... You have to have a real understanding for the physical world. Yeah, exactly. And how things look like they have momentum and how things bounce off other things. It's a real skill. It's It's drawing plus another three or four other skills. It's so impressive when people can do it. I just don't have the patience for 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 drawing an art. It takes so it, much patience and yeah. faith. I think you have to have so much faith in yourself that you draw this little line and it looks like nothing. It looks like a horrible monster, and you have to have faith that in time, once you add everything else on, it will look like a picture. Yeah. But as soon as I draw like two circles, I go, "This looks horrible." Yeah, and, you, and I'll just give up. You start panicking, adding swastikas. 
The, um, <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was drawing properly, and I mean like spending three or four hours on a drawing in a day, mostly yeah. the internal monologue in my head was talking myself down. Mm. Like the whole right, right, time. Right. Cer certainly for a lot of it was going, okay, that's fine. We can fix that. Well, maybe it's supposed to look like that. Oh, no, we can keep going. The, okay, mm. well, that's... Well, careful. Like, it was it was like the internal monologue of someone climbing a rock face with no rope. It yeah. was It was never just like... Just like loving it. You know? Right. It's so, so it's rarely that. It's always yeah. like full concentration, so tense, because you're like, if I fuck this up, I'm going to scream. <laughs> basically in my head the whole time. Uh, yeah yeah i just don't have the patience for it i don't think someday phil maybe for your retirement you'll learn to you'll start getting into watercolors peaceful watercolors. yeah i'm gonna I'll paint i'll paint my garden like money did you not have um, to do any chinese calligraphy we did yeah yeah we had to learn um maopi maopi which just means hair pen because ah. uh, it's, it's it's a pen made with horse hairs for your bristles you know and um and there's a way of holding the pen you have to have your finger on the on the end on the top end and then your thumb and middle finger holding the, the lower end and you you paint like this so very vert with the pen vertically pointing downwards you know oh yeah um, yeah and you have to learn of course well when you learn the right chinese you have to learn the order of the strokes so a chinese character has to be written in a particular order the strokes oh, have to be written in a particular order and i can still remember the order of them all now um, I can't really, you know, I can't imagine writing it in any, any other order. You just know it. But what if you were to try and draw something holding a pencil like that? You you still know the order. No, no, no. I'm saying you're saying you don't have good hand control. Well, you've got good enough hand control for Chinese calligraphy, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't seen them. You yeah, that's seen true. The characters. That's true. Because <laughs> with Chinese calligraphy, it's all about the getting the tails right. So. You can you can tell the direction of the stroke because it starts with a blob, uh, a round blob, and it finishes with the taper. Yeah, and yeah, the calligraphy is all about getting the taper right and getting the tails to be pointing the right way and the curves to be in the exact right way. And master calligraphers can make each character look identical in that way. You know, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, so we had to learn, we had to do it a bit at Chinese school, Maopi. Um, well, were you any good at it? I don't think so. I don't recall being that good at it. Because my my think, my hack there was that if you if I got you to hold a pencil like that and draw something, you'd have more control. Oh, let me. Okay, I'm holding a pencil like that right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and draw a face. Do a mouthy drawing. This doesn't work at all. The pen's too long. The pencil's too long. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna draw. Okay, okay. Right eye. Here we go. Left eye. Oh wow. Okay, this is just a little quick little. I'm 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 on I'm on tenterhooks. Phil's gonna hold up the Mona Lisa. It's gonna be this incredible, like, really sensitively done graphite portrait of me on this uh, call. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is coming out all right. You know. Yeah. See. Hey, I could okay. be an art teacher. Okay, just finishing the hair. <laughs> and um, okay, showing it to Pierre now. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, that's a good cartoon. 
Can you describe the cartoon for the listener? Um, it looks like a goblin traveling at high speed. That's it, yeah. His goblin is got t- he's got two teeth. He's smiling. He's having a great time. His hair is being blown backwards. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a goblin on a roller coaster, basically. Yeah. It, the noise that popped into my head seeing the face was immediately. Like <laughs> I'm quite happy with the nose there. That's I've a really nice nose. To- Thank you. I've never been able to do a nose properly. Yeah, that's the thing with the drawing is I've never I don't I don't know like I don't know perspective. Yeah, perspective is a real fucker. Um, it's a real fucker. I uh, yeah, I'm so amazed. Some people just have this natural ability to see see it all, and it's oh god. Even just thinking about it is making me want to do it and too exhausted to even contemplate it. Um, yeah, you yeah. should post that on your Instagram with no explanation <laughs> for listeners' joy. <laughs> Maybe because on Instagram I always need something to post along with the "come to the show" text. Yeah, I just need a picture of something. It doesn't have to be much. Maybe yeah, maybe I can start doing illustrations. Could you could you post that? Here's a fun thing. Could you post that? <laughs> if you don't do this, I want to do this. So it's up to you if you do it or I do it. Post okay. it with the, with um the caption "high speed goblin" and then all the listeners have to comment underneath "high speed goblin." and just because no one who's in on it anyone who's not in on it will be so confused she's like what the fuck is it and there's like hundreds of comments just high speed goblin just over and over again like it's this really popular (laughs) popular thing right and and the only thing you can do to engage with it is to just say its name yeah just right underneath high speed goblin high speed goblin any other comments will be deleted uh, no matter how nice they are you can only write the phrase high speed goblin and because of the way instagram works now that's going to pop up in loads of people's feeds and they'll be like what the fuck would <laughs> uh, be so funny it's such a funny drawing as well i've written this on the invoice for some curtains <laughs> are you buying new curtains I, I did a few months back. I'm very I'm really bad at throwing away like documents, invoices, and order receipts. And I'm always like, what if I need it? I'm a hoarder, but for paperwork, which is just a hoarder, I guess. It I'm depends a on the paperwork. For- like if you if you're a hoarder for your own life insurance policy, then that's fine. But like, <laughs> are you worried that you're gonna have to return the curtains? No, no, I don't know why. Yeah. I, um, in my mind, there's always been this concern that one day some man in a suit will knock on my door and go, Hello, Phil Wang. I'm here to check everything. <laughs> uh, and I'll go, Oh, no. I knew. I, yeah, I know. I knew you were coming. Oh, the um, everything man. The everything man. Oh, uh, fuck. And he's like, Where's the receipt for that keychain you bought in Bali? <laughs> and i'll go oh, fuck um yeah yeah i think it's somewhere around here i think i put it near the keychain because i knew this day would come <laughs> well like he's gonna there he's there, he's there and says uh i'm just gonna need to see your documents yeah this is very vague yeah 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 and, and i instantly know yeah i know i know i know <laughs> yeah you have no questions you accept his authority immediately please 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 come in come in would you like a cup of tea uh, i'd like a cup of tea and the receipt for the tea Yes, of course, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that, that is what I that is what I think will happen one day. And you say the to, man will come to check everything. Yeah, and you say to him, 
you say to him, do you accept digital receipts? And he just looks at you like this. <laughs> he just tilts his head forwards in a, did you really just ask me that way? Like a teacher. It's actually quite a good start of like a short story or a Tim Key poem. Yeah. The man came to check everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite good, eh? <laughs> I'd, been, I'd been expecting him, but it was still a shock. <laughs> the man came to check everything. everything he looked through yeah. all the drawers and tuttered as I watched nervous arms crossed. Yeah. Is everything is everything in place? He pulled off his glove and it snapped as it came off his middle finger. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so do you have the receipt for this spatula? And you shrug and say, oh, it's from before I moved into this building. And he shakes his head sadly and says to himself, yes, I thought so. (laughs) Yes, I thought that might be what you'd say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I can understand the temptation, but then... um, Maybe I'll start writing short stories about my anxieties. Maybe that will... Maybe that will exercise them. Do wait, wait. Do is one exercised of their demons, or do, does one's demons get exercised? Is it like an evacuate situation? Oh, um, people say that they were evacuated from the building, which is not right. The building was evacuated. Oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? I think it is. Like, I'm going to exercise this demon. So it's the demon that gets exercised, not the person. The yeah, person I is evacuated it... of the demon. The demon gets exercised. Yeah, I think it's like banishing. Okay, okay, good. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe writing my short stories will exercise me of my anxieties. <laughs> and w- one of which is getting the words evacuate and exercise wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like a very safety-conscious priest. Mm, Those are two very yeah. important words to you. But P- BBC news reporters will get evacuate wrong. Yeah, yeah, They'll oh, say yeah. They, P- these 100 people were evacuated from this building. They weren't. The building was evacuated. Yeah, if these hundred people were evacuated, they all shat themselves. That's it, exactly. Yeah. But then I th- and then I go, well, if a BBC news reporter's saying it wrong, then what does it matter? Maybe we should all just say it wrong. Well, that's when you just give up and go, Cult- culture has beaten me with its big club, and now I have, have, have to I'm surrender. The f- I'm the old Japanese soldier on the island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fighting a war no one cares about anymore. I, I have that with begs the question. <laughs> yeah. No, you've given me begs the question vampirism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> I used to have a routine. I tried to make a routine work about how being a pedant is like vampirism. And people just yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah. it. They just think you're it mad. Um, for those who don't know, who want to become vampires, <laughs> when you say it begs the question, you're not meant to then follow that up with the question. Yeah. Be- you don't say it begs the question, where did all the money go? You have to say it raises the question, where did all the money go? If you say it begs the question then the question is so obvious it doesn't need to be repeated and you mustn't say it yeah it's basically just like saying the phrase means the the thing i've just outlined has an obvious logical contradiction right 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 it it, it should be it's the equivalent of makes you think you don't say it makes you think and then say the thing that it makes you think you just <laughs> yeah, go make you think that's true yeah wow it really makes you think what will happen after i die like, what <laughs> Yeah, we know. That's literally talking? what I. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone goes, "What will happen after I die?" And then someone else goes, "Yeah, it makes you think. What will happen after I die?" <laughs> you sound insane. <laughs> that's really funny, though. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's like what what is like what happens to us after we die? Yeah, it really makes you think. What'll happen to us after we die? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird way to annoy people. <laughs> That's really funny. That's like something for, like a Steve Martin sort of silly gag. That's great. <laughs> but I get, yeah that's what begs the question is i guess to yeah. people who understand begs the question that's what it sounds like when someone says it begs the question and then asks the question yeah it's exactly exactly oh man well speaking of uh it makes you think it makes me think about what correspondence we have yes it begs the question what have people sent in yeah this week <laughs> okay many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe fda-approved weight loss medications like wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify plus they accept most insurance plans to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market ring correspondence all right that's really funny makes you think ah makes you think what about when i die <laughs> yes that's what i just said yeah that's what i just said <laughs> it would be so irritating it's such a it's such a weird insidious way of like hijacking a conversation or like hijacking a topic <laughs> you're just God, taking over think. it like no i was talking about that <laughs> um, let's see Okay, Phil. We've heard from Sam. Sam. Yeah, fam. Oh, nice. all right, fam. Yeah, very good. I'm getting all top boy about this. Yeah, you are from the ends now. Mm-hmm. Sam says hi, poopy bum faces. <laughs> As they say in top mm. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend have been arguing about whether or not rimming is a gendered term. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It was never struck me as a gendered term because anyone can be rimmed. The beauty of rimming. It's, that's your new book. Everyone can be rimmed. An the, egalitarianism for the new age. Or it's just everyone can be rimmed and then underneath in cursive, the beauty of rimming. <laughs> and it's just a big coffee table book of beautiful film camera... No, the, but the, the subtitle can never it can never repeat the word in the title right so it'd have to be rimming the, the what, what what did you call it the so the like, art of every everyone can be rimmed the beauty of a anuses i guess yeah anal anal oral simulate stimulation yeah yeah it'd yeah. have to be like rimming the beauty of 
anal oral stimulation. Yeah. In cursive. So Sam's theory is when it's a man's bum, it's rimming. And when it's a lady, it's eating ass. Or eating Eating ass. ass. I hate... This is one thing I... One problem I do have (laughs) with British swears is ass. I hate ass. (laughs) Ass is so much better than ass. Ass is so much grosser. I'm going to lick your ass. Mm, Yeah, fun. Sexy. I'm going to lick your ass. Ugh, horrible, dirty, gross. There's shit in an ass. An ass is hot. An ass is hot. An ass is shit in it. An ass has a... <laughs> an ass is perky. You can slap an ass. An ass is covered in diarrhea. You sit on an ass. An ass has cellulite. An and and and, and, and and pimples. An ass is like a cartoon bum from the Beano. Yes. It's a it's a it's when SpongeBob zooms in on a horrible ass. That's an ass. An ass is like uh an ass includes an a section of the internal architecture. An ass has a bum hole. Whereas an ass yes. is like a purely bum cheeks based aesthetic word. That's right. J-Lo has an ass. Um, Gordon Brown has an ass. Yeah. <laughs> what a pair. <laughs> what a pair of people and pair of asses. Yeah, it, it is horrible when you hear someone like a, a British person talking about an American celebrity like J-Lo and going, like, oh, I love her ass. Ugh. Ugh, horrible. Don't say that. Ugh. But then equally yeah. equally annoying is sometimes when someone with a, a really British vibe says, shake your ass. And you're like, all right, calm down. We've all got television. Yeah. What? What? One thing that I've... <clears throat> I'm, a sort of thought I'm trying... Well, a characterization of the British I'm trying to formulate is that a large proportion of especially male British... Well, exactly male British desire is is the wench yeah we're still into the wench and like if you look at <laughs> the the women who especially in sort of the noughties you know nuts magazine all that the the women who were held up in the uk as being the epitome of, of female beauty would not be considered that in america they're no. sort of very they're, they're buxom and they're wenchy they're, it's a the the english are still into the wench yeah you know the idea of like a hot girl when you were at school in Britain, was blonde, big-bosomed, and kind of wenchy, quite thick with the two Cs. <laughs> wenchy. You know? I think that's true, yeah. Nuts Magazine and the, and Page Three of the Sun. and Even someone like Maya Jama, who's obviously, you know, very beautiful with her hourglass figure, but there's something wenchy about her. And, yeah. and that's part of the reason I think she's so successful, is she is this sort of beautiful mixed-race um look but she's also got the fundamental english wenchiness about her yeah and, i think this is also sh- wales and scotland yeah uh, yeah i think so i think so it's, it is british yeah the wenchiness, the wenchiness. whereas ireland the ireland doesn't have the wenchiness ireland is a bit more ethereal a bit more elfine i think the irish beauty standard yeah it's a lot more i play the harp mm. whereas british is like I broke the harp. I fell on it. I'm a wench. <laughs> I was going to say more like serving serving the beers in a kind of... Yeah, there's that as It's well, a bit Oktoberfest, do you think? Yeah, maybe it's Germanic. Maybe it comes over from, from that influence. Yeah. This is interesting. But arse is very wenchy. A wench has an arse. 
a Hollywood starlet has an ass, but a wench has yeah, an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, someone, so, yeah, someone put forward by the sort of Hollywood machine has that. You know, shake your ass. You know, it's yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But yeah, so sorry, he, bit sidetracked there. So it's eating ass basically when it's a lady. This is Sam's theory. Eating ass when it's lady, rimming when it's a man. I, I think yeah, there's something to that. There's something to that. But he I says think, my uh, girlfriend. Men, men don't like to be men don't like to be thought of as being eaten. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, maybe me, what. How how hetero are we being when we say that? Oh right, yeah. I mean, I'm being I'm being very heteronormative here, but pre- for, pre- presumably this is coming from a heteronormative um, couple perspective. Yes. Well, the girlfriend is adamant, which is a very funny thing to be adamant about. I am adamant that anyone can rim and consequently be rimmed. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I've, I'm, yeah, I think that's fair. I think both can be rim men and women can be rimmed. But a man, a heteronormative man, I would never say that I got my ass eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, maybe it's about, maybe it's a, a toxic masculine thing of like not wanting to feel consumed, not wanting to feel devoured. I I have a, I'm going to put forward a whole new theory here, Phil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Tony Blair this a third way. Okay. To, okay. to rim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is the third way? A third way to rim. New, a new, new, new rimming. A, <laughs> yeah. A new rim has broken, has it not? Um, I think they are both descriptive phrases for technique. Interesting. Rimming is delicate. Rimming is about just stimulating <laughs> the perimeter. Yeah. Circular. Circular motion. Circular. A rim. Yeah. 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 You confine yourself to the rim. Yeah, that's what you say as you do it. You say, I'm confining myself to the rim. You announce that. It's good etiquette. Whereas eating ass is a free-for-all. That's just, you're going, you're going crazy down there. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy town. You, you're, you're, you're a dog going at peanut butter. You're just, there's no <laughs> technique. It's just... Don't say peanut butter in this context, Phil. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's just so close to shit. I was going to say chocolate, and I thought, no, chocolate's too close to shit. I'll say peanut butter. Would, happy medium. To be fair, it would have been weird if you said jam. <laughs> Is that the most British yeah. phrase? I'll, I'll, I'll eat your ass like jam. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll lick jam off your ass. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I remember... Might as well say I'm going to suck a marmite off your todger. <laughs> Horrible. Yes. Yes. Horrible. I, I'm going to nosh the marmite off your your todger. Yeah, some horrible. Oh, nosh, nosh, nosh someone off is. I hate it so much. I hate, <laughs> I hate British phrases for for sex. Shag, horrible word. Yeah, well, it's Snog, all it's, horrible. It's very word. like postcardy, and there's something quite there's something quite orc like about some of these words. It's all orky. British sex is so orky and medieval <laughs> and peasanty. I'm going to snog her then shag her. Yeah, these Ugh. are crazy verbs. Ugh, it's I... all fucking peasant w- words. It's horrible. It's like <laughs> it's, it, it, the British words for sex sounds sounds like it's our last chance before the earl beheads us. <laughs> you know, we better have a last shag before the earl comes up and rips my todger off because I <laughs> stole too much barley. 
But Horrible. I, but I respect the earthiness of it. It's got a real. I don't like the earthiness of it. I think maybe we have different approaches to sex. For me, sex needs to be very like safe and and clean and and idealized and very aesthetic and graceful. You, you want to have sex the way that like um, Disney characters would have sex. Yes, absolutely. Way way that the way that um, Sleeping Beauty has sex with the prince at the end. Yeah, just very like da 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 da. Yeah, very dancey. Dancy yeah. and the, the sort of del- silk is being tr- folded gently, and all yeah. the t- all the magic Disney birds and mice are watching, and and they're they're crying with happiness, but not wanking. Yes, while they absolutely. watch you do it. Yes, I think that's yeah. But then, like when so- I when I have sex, I'm very 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 thoughtful about how would this how does this look? How does this look? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's something you could write a short story about. Like you know, you know the sex that, director. Uh, when when you see like a depiction of like, ugh, like normal real sex in like a gritty indie movie or something. Yeah. And it's like mystery style, and the way the guy's ass sort of collapses. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. If if I if I ever see footage of, if I if I ever think I look like that when I have sex, I will I will become a monk. I will never have sex again. The the way that man the guy's ass becomes oh it's so horrible. What like when it sort of pumps inwards? Yes, and becomes like <laughs> flat and sort of squeezed in and oh I hate it so much. It's so horrible. It's the worst sight in the world. You're a natural aesthete, I swear. I'm an aesthete. I'm an aesthete. Oh man, that's so funny. I I know what you mean about the horror though. I remember watching you know those like um top ten crazy moments sort of TV shows. Yeah. I remember watching one, it, I, it genuinely it would have been like 20 years ago, and it was like narrated by uh, Zoe Ball or something, mm. and it was like t- t- Craziest Brits Abroad, or, or I don't know, or something Ugh. like this, I don't know, but yeah. I remember the voiceover saying, uh, making a joke about how, the classic British joke about how British women go on holiday to Spain and they get seduced by all the sexy Spanish waiters, you know, mm. that's the trope. Right. And then the the voiceover joke was like, "Oh, come on, ladies! You know that you love it when a, uh, 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 it doesn't have to be like a sexy Spanish waiter. You know you love it when like an English bloke or something comes up to you with his with his cheese breath and says fancy a shag." Ugh, and that I wa- I was watching that when I was like eleven, and I went, "Oh!" I just recoiled away from the idea of like cheese breath. It's so vivid. Yeah, that's one of those things that, like, autistically, that line is stuck in my head for two decades. There, there is this fancy a um, shag, darling. Ugh, yeah, there is this nihilism about British oh. sex. You know, <laughs> it is nihilistic. British sex is really nihilistic. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's like fancy a shag. Is it kind of like the idea is you might as well? Yeah, it's like the world is about to end. You might as well getting fingered behind the behind a bin is, is very british and very end of the world shit it's very like a comet is coming <laughs> you know it's nihilistic british sex is really nihilistic it That's... is as if nothing matters because they, it has no appreciation for the aesthetic of sex and the beauty of sex it is nihilistic nothing That's matters so funny man <laughs> this is so easily your funniest opinion i think and it is so the British op- sex is nihilistic. Yeah, if you just keep saying it's nihilistic, I, <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch you try and do this as material to like a very reluctant British crowd. 
and yeah, you're trying Kent. to. I just, I just go and do a gig in Kent and talk to tell them their sex is nihilistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want you to do a gig to a bunch of stag dudes and hen dudes, like a kind of doomed preacher saying, "You're all going to hell. You may not believe me now. <laughs> you're going to aesthetic hell. You'd be like the guy in The Wicker Man." Yes, yes. And you're pointing at them going, you maniacs, you great. And they're all just going, la, 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 fancy a shag. And they're, they're just ignoring you. Uh, you have turned your backs on God. You must <laughs> repent, <laughs> repent. And they're just pumping each other behind the theater while you, while you say that. Yeah, I'm, oh God, no, Jesus, no. You're, you're, you're saying that and it's a big statue of a man's compressed, tensed buttocks. Uh. Oh no, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh we need to announce the big uh news yes 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 um we are very excited and happy and festive to announce that we are doing another bud pod live bud pod live London. baby christmas edition xmas time it's a it's a very smelly crapmas a very smelly crapmas the 15th of december at bloomsbury theater in london the 15th of December, it will be on sale Friday the 13th of October. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, Bad spooky luck. Spooky Christmas spooky. Friday the 13th yes, of October at 10 a.m. Yes. Um, and if you are a patron, if you are a member of the VIP Patrons Club, there will be a certain, a limited number of discounted tickets for being a lovely patron. Look out on Thursday the 12th for the code that I will be posting on the Patreon. I will be posting it as a little text post. Yes, and you want you so that's for patrons to learn the code so that you all can get your discounted uh, ticket on Friday. But there are only 100 discounted patron tickets, so first come, first serve on those. Uh, and yeah. of course, uh, sale will be open to everyone at the same time at 10 a.m. on Friday the 13th. That's right. Of October. Uh, we've done two live Bud Pods now, and both have been really fun, so uh, despite fun. my expectations and wishes. <laughs> um, they've yeah. been really great time. And they've been really good episodes as well. Having having everyone in the room really imbues it all with a special energy. And this will be our first festive one. So I don't know what we're going to do to make it festive but we'll, we'll figure to, something out. We'll have to exchange gifts, maybe. Yes, I was just thinking we'll have to bring presents for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I actually already know what I'm getting you as a gift. It's already on my list. I've started my <gasps> Christmas shopping list early this year. Oh. Yeah. For me? It's, on, it's, it's a reminder on my on my phone. Oh, damn. Well, Although I've called it Christmas shopping, which is annoying because when I say Siri, add something to shopping list, it goes shopping or Christmas shopping. And I'm like, <laughs> obviously, I'm not buying lettuce for Christmas shopping. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so I'm not getting lettuce. Okay, that's a clue. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course not. Uh, yeah, but it'll be a fun time, so please do come yeah. if you can too. Bud Pod Live, Christmas edition, fifteenth of December. Yeah, we'll see you guys there. Ling, ching a ling ling, and we'll see you Patreons on Friday. Everyone else we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful time. Love you a lot. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.